Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day presented by Turner Tennis. That's more like it. Was not the best day three for our selections. We go one in three overall on the day. The Dennis Kudla money line does hit over Andreas Seppi, but unfortunately, Kei Nishikori knocks off Alexi Popper and in straight sets. Magda Lynette comes back to earn a two sets to one victory over Amanda and Nisimova. And then both Sonia Kennan and Casper Rude tripped up by Madison Bringle and Jordan Thompson respectfully knew the Rude Thompson match was going to be close. Thompson wins in a fifth. Don't feel too bad about that one, but Madison Brangle knocking off Sonia Kennan in straight sets, not something I expected to happen. We also unfortunately had two outstanding bets go against us. Cam Norrie ends up getting a four-set win over Luca Pui, but Annette Conteve drops her or earns her first set, but ends up dropping the next two against Marketa Van Drusova. We also had wins from Thompson. Janovic and Kerber, but Anna Konya drops a three-set match to Sarah Saribas Tormo. Why do I say that's more like it? Things even out a little bit on day three. Felt a little flukish to be 5-0-5 through two days of action. Now, we look overall through the first three days of picks here at the 2020, 2021, there it is, Wimbledon. We're 6-5-3 overall, six victories, five losses, three outstanding bets. That puts us at plus 2.17 units for the event. We're feeling pretty good about that fact. Feels like after round one in the books, I now have a better grip on which players are playing well, who isn't playing their best, what matchups to look forward to moving through the rest of the draw. And, you know, again, my guaranteed to all of you listeners, shout out to the 0304 Pistons, is that we're going to finish in the positives. We're going to finish comfortably in the positives as well during this third major of the 2021 season. Of course, before I can get to my day 
for picks. I do want to remind all of you listeners that the reason we're able to do this day in, day out, because of the support we get from all of you, the support we get from our Cracked Rackets Patreon family, and of course, because of the support we get from our friends at Turna Tennis. It's the best grip in the business, folks. It's iconic. Its color is trademarked. Its performance unmatched. If you would like to join the Turna Tennis team, you can email sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707. You let them know Crack Racket sent you. They'll hook you up with college pricing. They'll hook you up with free samples. Treat you like family as well. Remember, contact sales at emails, uh, sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707. With that in mind, let's get to our day four picks for our GSP Ace of the Day selections. Of course, if you want to hear the full breakdowns of each round of this 2021 Wimbledon, hop on over to our mini break podcast feed, which you can find wherever you listen to your podcast. But you came here for some day four picks. Let's start with the money line selection. I have another one for you. And again, as I'm learning throughout the course of this 2021 Wimbledon, sometimes when you're unsure about a day's spread, don't try and load up. Don't do the three-person parlays. Don't do the over two and a half sets or the over three and a half sets or the unders. Just stick with the players you are confident are going to get over the finish line. I'm feeling confident about Marta Kostyuk. You look at the young Ukrainian talent. She has been so outstanding here in this 2021 season, the now 19-year-old up to number 70 in the WTA rankings. That's on the back of a now 37-18 record here in her last 52 weeks of competition. Of course, that includes runs to the final of uh, the, or excuse me, semifinals of Abu Dhabi, semifinals of Istanbul. She made a couple of finals in the 80k level towards the end of last season, but has come out strong in her matches, in her various events. You look at her results here in the grass court season, wins her first round match against Madison Brangle in three sets in Birmingham. Certainly that win looks more impressive now that we've seen Brangle knock off Sonia Kennan. She then gets knocked off by the eventual finalist in that event, Daria Kasikina. She plays qualifying in Eastbourne, and you love that decision. Get a few more grass court matches under your belt because you look for Marta Kostyuk. She's now 9-8 and eight in her career in grass court matches. Good that she's got about 20 before the age of 20, but that's still fewer than 20 professional grass court matches. Of course, she was a highly successful junior, played junior Wimbledon, played junior Roehampton, both of those events on grass. But you look for her in Eastbourne. She beat Sam Murray, beat Shui Zhang, the number one seed in qualifying in three sets before getting knocked off in three sets by Anastasia Sevastova, who just so happens to be her opponent in round two of Wimbledon. And you look for Sevastova. Uh, there's no denying, obviously, she has had grass court success throughout her career, 25 and 18 overall on the surface. She made final of Mallorca back in 2018. She won the event in Calvia in 2017, final of Mallorca in 2016 as well. However, you know, she's never advanced to the third round of Wimbledon. She's made the second round twice, ended up falling short in both of those matches. And of course, you know, again, it is worth noting she beat Kostyuk in three sets in that Eastbourne round of 30 match, but, you know, she's played, I believe now, uh, 
let's see, six uh, grass court matches here in the 2021 season. Four of them have gone three sets. She beat Kostyuk 6-4 in the third. She beats Goff 6-2 in the third. She loses to Christina McHale 7-5 in the third. She loses to Rabakina 7-6 in the third. She plays a lot of close matches. That's what Anastasia Sevastova does. She's done it across surfaces as well uh, over these past 52 weeks. And you look overall for her, 19-17, and 17, currently number 56 in the rankings, which you know is off of her career high of number 11, which she reached back in 2018. She just turned 31 years old back in April. She's still playing really good tennis. And certainly, again, grass courts, a surface she has had success on, a 58% win percentage on the surface in her career. That's the same win percentage she has on hard courts for Sevastova. Her best surface has been clay throughout her career. And you look on the grass courts, again, most of her metrics stay pretty constant. Her first serve becomes a percent more effective. Her second serve, 2% more effective. She drops by about a percentage point as a returner. Things stay pretty constant for her. And again, she has beaten Marta Kostyuk on grass courts. She just did it in Eastbourne in the lead up to this event. She also beat Kostyuk in Madrid back in April 6-1-7-5. Kostyuk, though, knocked off Sevastova in the round of 64 at the U.S. Open back uh, in August 6-3-7-6. So no secrets between these two players. Fourth matchup in the past 12 months. They're going to be well aware of what each other does well, what they don't do well. And you look for Sevastova. In the two matches, she beat Kostyuk. She jumped on that Kostyuk second serve. She won, uh, you know, uh, 67% of her second serve points in the second match they played. Uh, she won 63% of her second serve points in the third match they played. Those are the two matches Sevastova ended up winning. Meanwhile, she's had a pretty constant level of success on her own serve. She's averaging a win percentage of 70% of her first serve points, 63% of her second serve points. That's a number that's obviously got to change for Kostyuk tomorrow, and those numbers are why Marta Kostyuk enters tomorrow's match as the slight underdog. You look at the odds between these two players, Marta Kostyuk tomorrow. Uh, I believe she comes in at plus 114 against Sevastova. I get why Sevastova's the favorite. Again, you look for her, the pedigree on the grass court. She's played 20 more matches than Kostyuk on the surface. She got a straight set win over Zarina Diaz in round number one. She looked good in that win as well. You look at the numbers for Sevastova in that first round match. Uh, again, 6-4, 6-1 victory. Uh, she wins uh, in that match 71% of her first serve points, 57% of her second serve points is only broken one time and fights off four of the five break points she faced. But if you watch the match, Kostyuk looked very good in her straight set first round victory, 6-3-6-4 over number 17 seed Kiki Burtons. And again, that's an upset on paper, but Kostyuk was the money line favorite entering that match. And you look at the numbers, she won 61% of, or made 61% of her first serves, won 80% of her first serve points, 58% of her second serve points. Kiki Burton's 0 of 6 on her break point chances felt like Kostyuk was able to come up with big first serves in the moment. She's going to need to do that again against Sevastova because A, if you give Sevastova time on the forehand, absolutely can rip it through the court. She likes to play slice on the backhand side, keep you off, you know, keep 
keep you uncomfortable, throw off speed at you. But she can also hit through that side, flat down the line. She can hit it cross court with angles. She can do a little bit of everything. No overwhelming power unless you really leave her a ball in the center. But, you know, she's not going to give you the match. But Marta Kostyuk, again, why I'm leaning Kostyuk at plus 114, she is a scrapper. And I think she's sneaky athletic as well. A sneaky good mover, powerful first step. Obviously, the power tennis she plays, it's obvious. And I, I, you look for the numbers for Sevastova on her second serve to win, you know, 51.6%, 78.9%, and 63.3%. I just don't think that's a sustainable number. I think Kostyuk has yet to have a good returning performance against Sevastova. I think she's due. And you look for Marta Kostyuk. These last 52 weeks, uh, this success she's had again, she's 36 and 18. That's a 67% win percentage, 37 and 18 now if you count her round one win over Burton's. Uh, She's winning 47.6% of her return points on average per match. She's not doing that against Sevastova. And while Sevastova definitely puts pressure on you as a serve, and more importantly, is very smart with her first ball, just hitting it to the open court, hitting it where you're not forcing you to hit a tough passing shot. I just think Kostyuk on these grass courts, her aggression on that return, her ability to see the ball cleanly, and then again, just her level of play right now, I just think it's an eye test thing. I think she's playing better than Sevastova. So despite the pedigree, despite the experience advantage to Sevastova, and despite the fact that Sevastova, again, beat Kostyuk, it's worth noting, in three sets in the buildup to this event, that match again back in Eastbourne a week ago. It's really tough to beat a player twice in two weeks, though, Again, fourth matchup for them. It's a 2-1 advantage to Sevastova right now. Give me Kostyuk to level that career head-to-head at two apiece. Give me Kostyuk's money line plus 114 over Sevastova. One unit to win 1.14. Again, in a day with some uncertainty because there are a lot of close matches because of the lack of first-round upsets. There have been some, but not that many. We're set up for some really fun second-rounders, really fun third-rounders. We're going to stick with one money line for today's picks, Kostyuk plus 114 over Stevasova, one unit to win 1.14. That is ace of the day number one, ace of the day number two, and over-under. And I know we got burned yesterday by Nishikori Popper, and Nishikori able to win that match in straights. That was a credit to his performance, and I think the lack of experience on a grass court at this level for Alexi Popper and managing himself three out of five sets, but... When you think of three set battles, just two players who death by a thousand paper cuts, they're not going to make a lot of unforced errors. They're going to make a high percentage of first serves. They're going to put a million returns in the court. They're going to have their waves of momentum. They're going to implement their variety, make you uncomfortable, and they're going to try and wear you down over the course of a two out of three set match. Two players who jump to your mind immediately. Yulia Putinseva and Paula Bedosa-Jaber, who are uh, scheduled to meet tomorrow in the second round of Wimbledon. You look for Putinseva. You know, she hasn't been playing her absolute best tennis of late, 23-18 and 18 in her last 52. The clay season for her, so-so overall made quarterfinals in Charleston and Strasbourg. But, you know, tough first round for her in Roland Garros. She not, is knocked off 5-2 and two by Onjabur. Now, in Eastbourne, it was a 5-5 five and five loss for her in her one grass court warm-up event to Madison Bringle. But again, 
Springle, grass court, stud, appreciating value. She beat Serenko in straight sets in round number one. She was an underdog in that match, and I blame myself for not capitalizing on it here on the aces of the day. But again, that was because I was unsure of her form coming out of the clay court season. You look for Putin Seva, an effective mover, will hit down the line if the open space is available, can hit every shot, and that's the key at Wimbledon because movement's at such a premium, because when you're in certain positions, you have to be so precise. If you're stretched in the outer third, you can't just go cross court and expect the court to remain at neutral because it's that much harder to recover. You got to be decisive. If you're going to go cross court, it's got to be an effective short angle. If you're going to go down the line, you better finish the point. If you're going to play drop shot slice to break the rhythm from your opponent, you better be effective with it. Yulia Putinseva is effective at all of those things. And Look, if you have a big weapon or, you know, again, you can withstand that patience and uh, hit through it, then it's a tough matchup for Putin Seva. But I don't know if Paula Bedosa has that big weapon to just blast through Putin Seva in that fashion. Now, I do think Bedosa has the discipline. She makes so many first serves. She doesn't get flustered. She's not going to be thrown off by the slices, by the consistency. She's fine playing those 15 to 20 shot rallies, even on this surface. And again, forehand, backhand, Bedosa solid off both the wings. I think she wins this match. But I do think Putin Seva is going to create some opportunities. I do think Putin Seva is going to have waves where she's making that down the line or, you know, her slice just draws a miss hit from Bedosa that she leaves short and then Putin Seva pounces on it. I think when Bedosa plays defensive and tries to throw a moon ball in the air, uh, Putin Seva is going to be fine hitting that swinging volley, taking time away. I just think this match is a three-setter. I really do. And I know I thought that about Nishi Kordopaparin. I was incorrect there. There are going to be three setters tomorrow. Uh, there are some other ones I looked at. You look at the board. We have, you know, Mukova, Georgie. Those are two players playing good tennis right now, plus 138. I think Platvilchenkova versus Kristina Pliskova tomorrow gets funky. I would, Kostyuk Sevastova could very well go three. I just don't want to double up on the same match. Vandaway Sinyakova plus 140. Tomjanovic Cornet plus 138. Ostapenko Kasakina, who we saw go three sets last week, they're plus 140. Tomorrow, you look on the men's side, you know, not the best odds, not the best return either. Garin Pullman's minus 162, Benene Nishioka minus 177, Martinez Monfils, the one I'm most confident about, minus 167. That's interesting to me because uh, I just don't think Monfils wins in straight sets. I think there's a better chance Pedro Martinez wins in straight sets than Monfils. That's why I'm afraid to bet it. Bublik Dimitrov minus 190. That one's fun. The odds are just a little poopy and then Fritz Johnson minus 195. All interesting, but the best rewards confidence ratio belongs to Putin Seva Bedosa, plus 143 in that one. We're only going to put half a unit on it to win 0.72. Again, a bit conservative with that pick. That speaks to the uncertainty. Certainly, Bedosa's got that discipline, and if she comes out firing, perhaps she just wears down, you know, a close first set, 7-5 to Bedosa. Then she just wears, you know, if, if Putin Seva see, sees her discipline isn't working and she can't wear down Bedosa, it could be a lopsided second set, but the bet is Putin Seva wins set one, but Bedosa wins out in the end over two and a half sets, plus 143.5 units to win, 0.72. Now we get to the parlays, of course. What would an ace of the day segment be without a few parlays thrown in the mix? That's the fun of these early round Wimbledon. So many matches, so many favorites we like, but how do we find the right combinations to make the odds appealing enough? Had some parlays break against me, but Conteve lost in three. 
Konya lost in three. I still feel pretty good about that one. The cannon obviously was just a miss. That was not. That is not something I feel good about. I'm going to have to reevaluate that moving forward. But you look at the players we have on the board tomorrow. I would say there's only one I'm shaky about. Oh, well, two I'm shaky about. Both of them are men's matches, so we split them up. I've got two options for you. Option one, let's go with the sure thing. Angelique Kerber, minus 375 over Cerebas Tormo. Yes, Cerebas Tormo was a really nice win over Anaconia in three sets, but it was a physical match, of course. Physical matches are what Cerebas Tormo does. Her slice on this surface, that much more effective. She makes a million balls. She can play physical tennis even on a grass court, but... But if you don't have a weapon to hurt Kerber with, I don't know how you beat her on this surface. Kerber's ability to change direction, go big down the line, dictate when you give her time, take the return of serve early. Cerebus Toro not going to be blasting the Kerber second serve and punishing it with her return either. And that's, you know, one weakness of Angelique Kerber, certainly. So I just... Again, Cerebus Tormo will make the match physical. Kerber's played a lot of tennis of late, but Kerber's on a mission. That portion of the draw wide open now that Serena's been eliminated. Her pathway to week two is clear. Give me Kerber minus 375 over Cerebus Tormo. And I'm going to do the risky move here, parlay her with my guy, Hubi Hercats. Minus 200 against one of my other guys, Marco Cigerone, the former NCAA singles champion out of UCLA, now top 70 pro player. Should probably lead with the pro fact over the college fact, but we are still cracked rackets here, so shout out to college tennis. Always, you look for Hubi. Thought he looked very good. More important, just locked in in a straight set first round win uh, over in his first round match, Lorenzo Musetti. You look for Hubi Hercats thus far on the uh, during this clay court season. Again, uh, first match for him in Hala. He loses to Felix Ogier Aliasim. FAA ends up beating Federer in that event. I think making the semis before losing in three uh, to Federer. He uh, losing in three, excuse me, to Federer to Ugo Umber in Stuttgart was a six and six match. Match. He lost to Dom Stricker, the talented young Swiss player. But I mean, again, I, he's six and eight in his career in grass court matches. I know it's a small sample size, but with his uh, physical profile, six foot, that length, that serve, his ability to make a million returns, his ability to move comfortably on the surface, his comfort level moving forward, his comfort level playing slice. I think uh, grass courts are going to be comfortable. I think they're going to be a good surface for Hubi Hercats moving forward throughout his career. And, you know, again, he lost six straight matches between Monte Carlo and Hala. Evans, Millman, Musetti, Vandesen, Sculpt, Stricker, FAA. To get the win over Musetti, get that W into under his belt heading into what should be a very successful portion of the season for him in the summer hard courts, that's a big momentum boost. And now he's got a very winnable match against Marcos Giron, who, you know, doesn't have a huge weapon to hurt Hubi with. Now, will be disciplined and will force Hubi to beat him. And, you know, again, Hubi likes to get a free point or two. And if you're not going to give him free points, sometimes that's a difficult thing because he will play around throughout the course of a match and try a bunch of different shots. But, you know, again... Giron coming off of a very physical five-set match against Emil Roussevori. I just think Hercats, again, this is a bet on him having success at Wimbledon over time. He has made the third round of Wimbledon before. That was last year, or 2019, the last time this event was played. He beat the Deuce, Deuce Onlajevic, beat Leonardo Mayer before getting knocked off in four sets by Novak Djokovic. Again, so great to see Marco Cirone in the top 70. He had so many injuries. I think he had double hip replacement, and 
Again, for him to do this, be comfortably in the top 100, that's what his talent level always indicated he was capable of, but I just think this is a match Hubi wins. I don't think Giron has the big weapons to hurt him with. I think Hubi, if disciplined, his serve, his aggression gets him through this match. You parlay he and Kerber together, minus 112, not great. Not horrible. I feel very confident in Kerber. I don't want to put two, you know, if I parlayed my two matches I'm unsure about together, the odds would be better. But we're going to put sure things with unsure things. We'll go Kerber minus 375 money line over Cerebos Torbo parlayed with the Hercats minus 200 money line over Marcos Giron minus 112 overall. We're going to put 1.5 units on that to win 1.36. That's ace of the day number one. Ace of the day number two involves two players we've seen have a ton of success over the past couple of months. Barbara Krejcikova, your French Open champion, Cam Noria, top 15 guy by Tennis Abstracts ELO ratings, a guy who's had success on hard courts, on clay courts, on grass courts of Layden, a guy who got through in a four-set victory in his first round of match as well. He takes on a very much in-form Alex Bolton. You know, Alex Bolton, I want to say 28 years old now, the Australian in that 100 to 200 range, a guy you see a lot playing on the Challenger Tour. And in fact, he won the Nottingham's two Challenger in the build-up to this Wimbledon. It's how he got a wild card into the main draw. You look for Alex Bolton at that event. He definitely uh, got some good wins under his belt overall. He beat Camille Matrizak, uh, who had won the challenge, or who I believe had uh, would reach the quarterfinals of the challenger the week before. He beat Mackie McDonald. He beat Richard Gasquet. He beat Matt Ebden as well. The week before in Nottingham, he lost a three-set match to Liam Brody, who still are, who was knocked off today by Diego Schwartzman in four sets, but has had a very good grass court season, second round Wimbledon challenger success as well. It's an inform Alex Bolt. There's no denying that, and you know, again, that's my risky match. Nori minus 278 over Bolton. You look for Cam Nori, finals in Eastbourne, got the set off of Berrettini, beat Shapovalov there as well. Looked very good throughout the course of that event, and again, for Cam Nori in his first round match, it was a four-set win for him uh, over Luca Pui. That was a match that I believe finished today, and so that is a thing for him, certainly the fact that he just played his match today and did very little rest going into tomorrow, but you know, against Bolt, they're both lefties, uh, so certainly that's a factor. I just don't know if Bolt ha- Bolt's going to mix in drop shots, mix in slices, play with the variety, certainly keep Cam Nori uncomfortable, but if you don't have a, ba- a big weapon to hurt Nori with, if you can't take the match off of his racket and just hit through him, with how locked in Cam Nori is physically r- right now, with just how much margin he gives himself, he does, he, you know, he does not beat himself over the course of any match in three out of five sets I actually think brings out his best tennis his best qualities again I just think Cam Nori does everything a little bit better than Alex Bolt does this is a bet on Nori and his recent run of success minus 278 I'm going to parlay him with Krejcikova who doesn't have a big uh, sample size of grass court success but takes on Andrea Petkovic tomorrow and I just think Krejcikova's game uh, you know how smooth she is off of both wings her ability to go down the line her ability to go cross court her ability to go short angle, her ability to play slice, her ability to move 
forward to the net, makes a high percentage of first serves, puts a ton of returns on the court. That game is going to work on any surface. Her skill set, her confidence, I just think this is a match Petkovic doesn't have the huge weapons to hurt her with, can't make her uncomfortable. If a match is on Krejcikova's racket, she's not going to give it away. So it's the same case for both of these players. I just think they're too solid to be tripped up by these opponents. Krejcikova minus 345 over Petkovic. Cam Nori minus 278 over Alex Bolt. You parlay those money lines together minus 134. Again, not the best odds, but we're going to throw one and a half units on it to win 1.13. That's a bet on former ITA number one and Horned Frog, Cam Nori, who of course at one point was committed to my University of Michigan Wolverines. That's a story you've all heard on the mini break podcast, I'm sure, before, but you know, again, I'm taking Norian Krejcikova, minus 134, 1.5 to win 1.13. To recap our day four aces of the day, Kostyuk plus 114 over Sevastova, one unit to win 1.14. We'll also take the over two and a half sets in Putin save a Bedosa, plus 143.5 units to win 0.72. Give me a Kerber Hercots money line parlay, minus 112, 1.5 units to win 1.36. And then a Krejcikova Nore parlay, minus 134, 1.5 units to win 1.13. Those are your day four picks for our GSP aces of of the day. Of course, again, if you need to hear the full breakdown of all the action at Wimbledon, you can catch up on it all on the mini break podcast, like rate, subscribe, review to all of our Cracked Rackets shows. You can find all of the content on the website, CrackedRackets.com. You need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I'm at Great Shot Pod. A shout out as always to our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff for the f*** of an editing job they do day in, day out. A shout out as well to our friends at uh, Turn of Tennis. Remember, contact sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707. With that in mind, for our super producers, Fliegner and Westoff, for our friends at Turn of Tennis, and for all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. Hey, great shot, and may the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, everyone. <laughs>